The lyrics of a famous pop song paint a picture of a world that sounds like it would be wonderful to live in. In this episode, though, I want to push back on those lyrics and think about them a little more deeply. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here. Thanks for spending a little time with me today. Uh, in a recent episode, I mentioned a, a recently published book called After Humanity. Uh, this is by a gentleman named Michael Ward. Ward was actually here at St. Philip the Deacon a number of years ago for our Faith and Life lecture series. He's a world-renowned C.S. Lewis expert. Uh, when he was with us, he was talking about a book of his called Planet Narnia. This particular book is uh, a guide to C.S. Lewis's Abolition of Man. Um, Abolition of Man is a very small volume, uh, not very long at all, uh, but it's one of Lewis's most philosophical books, and it was a book that Lewis himself viewed as perhaps his most uh, important or his favorite of all the books he'd written, even though it's not the best known. And critics have also said it's sort of central to understanding Lewis's thinking. And I'm not going to talk necessarily in this episode about the content of this book. What I want to point out is the way Lewis gets into the argument about the book um, just by lifting up the very first sentence. Um, here's what he writes. He says, I doubt whether we are sufficiently attentive to the importance of elementary textbooks. I doubt whether we are sufficiently attentive to the importance of elementary textbooks. And elementary in this context would mean a book written for school-aged children probably between the ages of about five and 14. And he has in mind here a book that had come out in his own lifetime designed again for elementary school children talking about reading and writing. That was the purpose of the book. And Lewis was deeply troubled by this book because the authors uh, brought into this book for students uh, intending to teach them about reading and writing, they brought in um, theology and ethics and morals kind of through the back door. And Lewis objected to that, first of all. He wasn't opposed to people trying to teach about theology and ethics and morals, but if you're going to teach about it, do it directly. Um, so he was opposed to it because they were trying to bring it in the back door, but he was also concerned about it because he felt like those people, the authors of that book, uh, didn't really know what they were talking about, and they were wrong on so many fronts. And Lewis was raising his hand and saying, hey, um, our students are reading a book that's teaching them things that are not uh, correct, and we should be aware of that. Okay, so since this book about Abolition of Man just came out, and since I'm familiar with Abolition of Man, I've read it, um, I've been thinking about sort of other places in our culture uh, where, again, messages about religion, let's say, come in the back door. And I'm thinking here of uh, things like movies or popular music or um, advertisements or the content that we receive on social media. And I was actually reflecting on some popular songs um, and listening to their lyrics and I kind of thought, oh, well, I maybe should do an episode about what those things presume to teach us about theology or ethics and morals. And I was actually going down that path when um, something showed up that I think does the job a little better. Now, I may come back to that another episode, but what came up was actually an article by someone I've mentioned before. His name is Robert Barron. He's a bishop in California. 
He does amazing work on the internet of evangelizing through the new media. And what he was writing about, very timely, was the Olympics. Uh, my wife Amy and I have been enjoying the Olympics. I hope you have as well. This episode is coming out right in the middle of those Olympics. And he was writing about the fact that John Lennon's song, Imagine, was played at the opening ceremony. And again, this was in an article uh, in the New York Post. And we'll link to that article. And part of this episode is basically just saying, hey, Read that article, it's not very long. Uh, on the day that I'm taping this, he, Bishop Barron, also now came out with a video about the same thing. And um, I will we'll point you to that as well. It's worth listening to that. And I, I wanna just repeat a couple of things, points he makes, okay? And let me begin by saying, and he says the same thing. He's a big fan of the Beatles. He's a big fan of John Lennon. Uh, he's actually a big fan of rock music generally. And I have nothing against John Lennon. I also love the Beatles. Um, so this isn't about saying John Lennon was a bad guy at all. But it is suggesting, as Robert Barron uh, suggests, that the lyrics to that song, Imagine, do what Lewis was suggesting was happening in that book that he was uh, challenging. Namely, they bring in theology and morals and ethics a little bit in the back door. And I would argue, um, again, no offense to John Lennon, but I would argue that they're wrong. So two points from those lyrics that I will lift up. And again, I'll listen to Robert Barron's video or read his article, and he'll get into a little more detail. Early in the song, imagine, the lyrics begin, imagine there's no heaven and then uh, no hell below us, okay? So no heaven, no hell. And I think the assumption is, oh, well, those are bad sort of mean constructs by a church that wants to control us. And I would challenge that. I don't think that's a fair way of thinking of heaven and hell. I think if you take heaven and hell out of the equation, what you're doing is you're removing good and evil or right and wrong. And what parent would say to their child, oh, it doesn't matter what you do. There's no right. There's no wrong. We would all say that's a terrible way to parent, right? And so I want to suggest um, imagining a world with no heaven and no hell isn't the kind of world we want to live in. And by the way, I would point you to an episode I did recently about uh, maybe a different way of understanding hell. It's not about a place where we kind of send people we don't like to be punished. It's about us moving away from God and uh, God loving us so much that we have the free will to choose to move away from God. So it's, uh, I think there are all kinds of ways we misconstrue or misunderstand these concepts of heaven and hell, but fundamentally, um, when we remove them, we remove a universe of right and wrong, which by the way, it turns out is a big part of what Lewis is talking about back to the abolition of man. So that's one of the points I'll make about that song, Imagine. The other uh, second point I'll make is um, Lennon writes, there's nothing to kill or die for. Imagine a world where there's nothing to kill or die for and no religion too. And the, the proximity of those verses seems to suggest, you know, if only we could get rid of religion, the world would be a better place. There wouldn't be any war. There wouldn't be any conflict because after all, don't we all know that religion is the thing that causes all that con conflict? And I want to hold up my hand and say, I don't think it's true. Now, to be fair, I freely concede um, that 2,000 years of the religion I'm part of, the Christian religion, 
People have made mistakes. I accept that. I get it. And we should repent of those mistakes. But when it comes to things like wars, and I've talked about this in other places, Barron talks about it in this video, um, I would argue that wars are actually caused uh, not so much by religion. And a recent study, and Barron cites this as well, suggests that about 6% of all wars are actually caused by religion. Far more wars have been caused by things like nationalism, economic rivalry, tribal disputes, colonial conflicts, and, and this is the one I will say just a word about, atheistic ideologies. I don't understand why after the 20th century, when there were a number of atheistic ideologies, uh, political systems that explicitly said, let's take religion out of the picture. Let's imagine there's no heaven and hell. Let's make a heaven on earth. When those uh, totalitarian regimes uh, were in existence, tens of millions of people were killed. We have, we have tried that and it didn't work. And again, this is not culturally uh, generally accepted, but I would argue that far from causing wars, in the grand sweep of history, religion has actually been a break, uh, B-R-A-K-E. It has suppressed evil, it has pushed back on wars. So um, those are just two examples from this song um, that I think, again, John Lennon gets wrong. And when we hear the words, we think, oh yeah, that sounds so good, it sounds so wonderful, it sounds so nice, but a little bit of thought makes us realize, huh, I'm not sure that's correct. So, um, again, I lift this up not to beat up on John Lennon or the Beatles. I want to be very clear about it. I lift it up as an example of something that we as Christians should be aware of. And I would encourage you in your walking around daily life just to be thinking about are there places in the world, again, the ones that come to mind are music or movies or social media or advertisements. Are there things in your world that are coming at you that sound good, but that maybe you think, I don't know if that's actually accurate. And I would encourage you to give some thought to them and reflect on them through the lens of faith and consider whether or not maybe Christianity has something to say about them that is uh, maybe pushes back on them. And I would also suggest feel free to listen to John Lennon's song, Imagine, but don't listen to the lyrics. Thanks as always for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.